All right. Hello. We are back and we are going to be dropping a primarily a 40K episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the weekender a little bit as well. And I guess to kick things off right, uh, I want to do a little special announcement shout out here on the channel. Uh, we're actually going to be joined with Arthur and Scott. You will remember these two dashing motherfuckers from previous episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are actually going to be motherfuckers. Yeah, that's even better. Uh, they're going to be joining us on the podcast uh, for quite some time. They are new additions to the Trident Wargaming team. Uh, so, yay. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to, to getting a lot of chattery going with you guys. So, welcome. Have we... Uh like in the past, I don't know if if you haven't. Have we figured out like a a trident hand gang sign yet? Like, have we figured that? Do we have one of those already? Like, should we start looking into that? You know, uh, can we can we do the trident wargaming podcast in a hot tub for for Twitch reasons? I don't think you want to do that. Like, uh, <laughs> you never know; just, the, the views just, could be a lot higher. Just saying, to, like just write something a, here, or, or <laughs> just saying, there might not be any more water in the hot tub. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Oh man, that one? Uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> something for all, us all to think about. That's all. Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Could help support Again, the channel and get a hot tub. Great for you guys to to be joining the team. Yeah, we're It'll actually really exciting excited. times. So, uh, so like you know, I guess my question is, as, as the new people here, Scotty, which one of us is the color guy? And and well, for 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 listeners not knowing, the color guy, Arthur, is Arthur, you can't just ask people who's going to be the colored guy. Well, like if it's me, that's racist. If it's you, that's racist. So I just want to know who's the color guy, so we can get out and call it racist. I uh, I feel like uh, like hot takes are definitely more of your sort of thing. You're able to bring out that wit, razor sharp. Oh, but you don't see color. Stuff. Okay, okay. I'm trying to say only, I'm not a color person. Only when I paint. There it is. There. Only when True. we paint. There you go. Uh, but it, like in all seriousness, uh, like I know I'm very excited to be joining you guys, and I know we got a lot of really exciting stuff coming down the pipe, so. This uh, seems like the best time to be getting in on this, and and I'm happy to be part of the team. It's true. That's true. It is true. Well, I guess hobby progress, something we always like to start with. Uh, does anybody want to bust out? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll I start. I'll start. I okay. No, nope, screw that. It's me. I'm the new guy. I get. I get. You get dibs. Priority. Um. I painted these wonderful new. Hold on, I'm gonna oh, do this like go. an influence. Yeah, I see it. I, I do, see it. Wonderful new mm. uh, uh, convergence of dominion uh, that I got, and actually took to an event uh, GT uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, never thought I would buy a terrain piece that I'd actually use in an army. Here I am, so I'm very proud of that. Um, they're actually kind of a dream to paint too. They're super easy, um, and they look sharp. Like, I'm not a great painter, but they look sharp. I've also been working on some other models, which you uh, won't see on the tabletop anytime soon. Some Gravis Marines. Um, oh, rocking know, the so Minotaur color scheme, I see. 
Yeah, they, they'll be good again someday, I promise. So Yeah, those are Minotaurs slash counts as Iron Hands slash counts as Blood Angels slash counts as Raven Guard slash counts as whatever Space Marine is the currently best Legion. How many uh, for heresy many... too, right? These are Minotaur slash Alpha Legion slash uh, <laughs> Ultramarine successor slash whatever hey, the uh, fuck you want it to be. How many craft worlds you've played? Two. They look look pretty much the same to me. Just saying. <laughs> Who's next, Bill? Bill, what have you been painting specifically? Oh God. Uh the last little while it's been kind of all over the place, really. Um, I think the last thing I actually started painting uh, was my horse heresy imperial fist. I I am waiting on a couple more items to arrive through Amazon, so I can do a test model on my Jukari. That Arthur probably still regrets not buying. I told you, $110, buddy. I would have taken that whole lot. Right $110, off my goodness. There's oh, no man. codex on the roadmap coming out. You might not see Drakari for until 2025. But for it, $95, it I will take all that plastic off you. It could be a long time. But once it's painted, then it's commissioned. And then I for want $82, dollars. you won't even have to worry about it. Top dollar. Mm. I'll even match your current basing scheme, so they're... It's an enticing deal. For $69, I will do all the things <laughs> to you the Dark Elder never would. Ooh, my, 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 standard offer, my standard offer of $1 less than whatever Arthur is willing to offer stands. So One hand job. My goodness. Little roadhead. Mm. That funny thing with the tongue. Jesus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah. That's basically the biggest thing for me. It's just waiting for that uh, couple paints to come in and some ink so I can get the Jukari going and get prepped for 10th. That's kind of my main goal is just building right now. Uh, I'm not a fan of building a lot of these uh, Jukari models. It's been models. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while since you touched anything but freaking power armor. Yeah. Yeah. It's been forever. <laughs> yeah. And and what was Literally. before power armor? Bill? What was before power armor? Orcs. Yeah. So, again, big and bulky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. If if you haven't built any Jukari models, uh, but you've had the pleasure of building uh, Clan Escher for uh, Necromunda, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. They're just very small, dainty little pieces, and uh, it's not, not the funnest shit to build, I'll be honest. So, yeah. They're a so. lot more, they're a lot more uh, finicky graceful looking definitely yeah. a lot smaller like the way the way some of them are like this big so, absolutely like like just like seriously that that, big, remind, so. that reminds me of a story <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah arthur what you been up to uh you know what i went to adepticon we talked about that on i think one of the last episodes and uh i i walked that uh that hall the exhibition hall a million times just looking for something to buy i wanted to go home with something and I wanted to go home with something I could learn or I could showcase some of the painting techniques I learned in those courses. So I ended up buying two busts from uh, Big Child Creatives, the, the miniature company. And okay. uh, uh, because I took a lot of courses on like skin specifically and that one on like how to paint makeup on models, I needed something where I could apply that. And so I took one that was a bust and one that was a 75mm mini. And so this was the this is the box of what I got working, what I'm working with, right? It's just a, it's like a fantasy style witch, and uh, I'll throw some pictures to throw on the podcast as well because this camera's not going to pick it up quite as well. But um, 
I've really tried to pay attention to specifically like light and shading. So this one is imagining that light's coming from kind of top down, and you can see that here in like the, the stockings and in the uh, the chest slash cloth area, and even on the hat. Say, let's see that hat. Let's see that hat again. Oh <laughs> yeah, a lot of time on the hat. Uh, and I I've messed around with a whole bunch of different paint techniques before and Xenophil highlighting, but I don't think I've ever paid this much attention to like where light hits on things like skin and and cloth because cloth doesn't reflect the same way that like metal surfaces do and so you have to kind of consider like um how they pick up the colors of other things that bounce onto them and i've never done anything like this it is pushing me to my limits there have been times where i'm like i i need to do some research before i can paint this next uh thing going on um mm. and it's also really uh taken everything that the scale 75 paint range can give you it's a very translucent paint and so uh, you can have those very thin layers that'll slowly start to apply that color filter you want as you build up. Uh, it's not so evident in pictures, but um, if you look at the skin in person, you can see like where she's blushing or where the shading is or how there's uh, the light hitting the cloth and bouncing onto the skin and causing a bit of a pink after effect. Um, a whole bunch of other stuff to work with. Uh, the miniatures at Adepticon were wild, and so I'm just trying to emulate that. Golden Demon one day, boys. Golden Demon one day. Hey, it's well the dream. It's the yeah. dream, yep. Dandy. Uh, still still cruising on with my uh, bolt-action German army. So uh, just put some color on that bad boy. My Panzer three, And uh, probably can't see it, but you can see maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, guys on the... Just listening to us, you won't be able to see it, but trying to do some chipping um haven't really done that so i figured this would be a good tank to uh to do it on and uh yeah this will be pretty much there's this and the 88 cannon and i'll actually have that army complete so probably another week's time and i'll have it all finish done. line that soon wow yeah Can't are you using like the uh the ak chipping stuff or no that's um that all that is is just one of my Amazon brushes that the the bristles have kind of curved a little bit. Yeah, and um, I just put a little bit of paint on it and kind of just lightly touch edges and areas and kind of dot, you know, speckle some spots here and there. And looking at references of of some World War II tanks that are you know colored kind of thing and artwork as well. Um, and then going from there, so. Just trying to match up colors uh, as good as I can, plus having it match the actual infantry. Um, eventually, this will get my AK wash, the streak and grime that I usually do. And then uh, we go from there. So it's uh, two two units that are nice to, to play around with. A lot of surface area and, and edges for chipping. So, yeah. I'm, I'm So far, I'm pretty happy with it. But, uh, not going too crazy with uh, where I'm putting all the the chips and like the streaks and you know like the deflection of a gunshot kind of thing so yeah I think uh, it's it's bolt action specifically uh, those people the people who do bolt action and their videos have the best tutorials on how to do chipping out of all the miniatures I've seen yeah there's a lot of edge work too there's um, there's a lot of guys that they're like 
they do the larger models, World War Two, you know, model kits, and they're insane what they do with weathering. It, it's ridiculous. So that's where I got the uh, the whitewash effect for my uh, uh, winter German stug that I did, and it's it's pretty cool technique because you just you're using hairspray essentially, and then just kind of scrub it with an old toothbrush, and you get that kind of wash effect from the white paint and then the gray is showing underneath so and you do it right over your decals and everything like you heard of this before an airbrush and or uh hairspray and salt people use so <laughs> yeah works pretty good quite quite enjoying painting painting this army that's uh that's another bonus trying to do that and getting it done so yeah that's where i'm at very nice very nice well, I guess. And now some. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we all kind of were at the same time there. Uh, that actually like brings us to the fact that there's a new Paint Night Discord. Yes, absolutely. What's that all about? Essentially, so what we've been having is we've got this Trident Discord, and then we've also had you know Warrior Lodge Discord, and there's a bunch of different um, different chats and servers you can jump on. What we want to do is actually consolidate everything onto the Trident Discord for our Sunday night paint nights. And we also want to make sure we've got um, voice channels on there for 30k, 40k, bolt action. Just so we can start connecting with more people who are in our wider area. Uh, we've got guys in yeah. Calgary, Lethbridge, all, all sorts of people that play around Alberta. And it's nice because you can be in the same game part of the wider community, but you can all be in the same place, painting, talking, and uh, bouncing ideas off like-minded people, which is always a nice uh, thing to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be dropping that, updating it on our page, and we're going to be opening up the Trident page also onto our main Facebook page. So viewers or patrons or anyone who really wants to jump on and get involved and just kind of chat is also going to be allowed to come on and um, talk with us while we're doing our thing. And uh, more on why we're consolidating all of that stuff a little bit later in today's episode, where we have a lot of really cool announcements and some of your first peeks at some new leagues and tournaments and uh, something called the TWC. But something even bigger than that happened this last weekend. Yes, it's true. It's true. For some yeah, people, GW, GW jumped down on them. The Weekender. The Weekender, I guess, Weekender had a slew of different systems that were dropping. Um, I think there were some really big hitters, obviously, and uh, some got more love than others. I'd like to do kind of a roundtable and kind of ask what are your favorite two releases from The Weekender? Do you want, do you want to lead us off with your favorite two? My favorite two. Um, my first one, honestly, for like a main winner, I really liked. I really liked everything I saw about tenth, especially with that box set. It was pretty legit. Uh, Space Marines are looking real good, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna resist and make sure I get that Drukari army. Done. I don't think you will. I don't <laughs> think you will. You're gonna buy a box set and you're gonna be painting those new Terminators. <clears throat> wow, well, there's the hot takes. Yeah, well, that may not be a lie. It may not be, but 
We'll see. Fifty dollars for those Drew Carey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah, tenth edition looks really, really good. Uh, I was pretty stoked about that. The other one, obviously, is uh, Heresy for myself. I really liked seeing that there are MK3, and I'm, I'm going to fight fight to the end. I think it's MK3 for sure. Uh, very uh, similar style to Fafnir Rand's MK3. Even the spiky helmet. I know a lot of people are upset about that. Everyone's saying it's MK2. We'll see. We'll see what kind of armor mark it is. Uh, the only downside, uh, if you follow with the social, the only thing that's not so cool about the releases is the amount of time that we have to wait. We're basically waiting a full year um, and a little bit more until we actually get everything that we're hoping for. So it is what it is. There's a long wait for a lot of different stuff in Heresy and 40K, but uh, I think it'll be worth it. We'll see. So those are my two. You know two. what? And, 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 and on, on that topic, roadmaps are not content. No. And... Everyone's doing it now. Like PlayStation does it. Game companies do it. Games Workshop's doing it. Uh, uh, like video games for their updates are doing it. And I think it's bogus. Uh, roadmaps aren't content. They're they're not something to get excited about. You're gonna drip read stuff. Roadmaps are stupid. I think I think <laughs> you'll you'll find the community in general disagrees simply because people just love their spoilers. You know, like they they want to know. And I mean, to be fair. Uh, on the one hand, like I, I would agree that a roadmap that goes, for example, like the Horus Heresy one, uh, way, 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 way down the line to the point where, like, I question if you can even really trust the deeper end of it. That that is a bit silly. But I mean, I I know just talking with my friends and, and some of you guys, but there are some people who like are legitimately planning their tenth edition stuff, especially you know for later this year, because they know the roadmap. What what if, and and Fair enough. What if your preferred releases, your preferred army pronouns, if you will, aren't on that roadmap? Now what? What am what I going to plan? Have my dick in my hand? Well, you get to plan a new uh, Necron army. <laughs> what are you most excited about, Scotty? Uh, the roadmap. You know, from, from from the weekend, the things, the two things that grabbed me the most uh were for one the new tyranids are like i see a lot of people and i and i understand uh loving the new the new space marine stuff the new heresy stuff to me though like there was no competition the the new tyranid models are wild they are is, awesome is there one model in specific you think is just better than the others you think is the most well done that you want to take home to show your parents and I, say this is who i'm going to marry yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, no, I mean, I, I think uh, some of the bigger griblies are cooler than some of the gaunts. Not not to say the gaunts look bad. I actually, I really like them as well. But for me, Tyranids were always, you know, about the bigger bigger uh, monsters and stuff. So yeah. I uh, I love the looks of some of those. And, and also, I think that they, at least from what I, I've seen, are, are filling kind of into that smaller monster hole that Tyranids have right now, which I think is really cool. So they they were for one amazing. Uh, I also loved a lot of the 40k preview rules that we were seeing. Kind of a lot of them were coming kind of drip feed style out of a few uh, a few uh, uh, channels and stuff that were doing them. And uh, honestly, I was like not not in a way that you know I'm I'm saying I want to start an army here or anything, but I, I did like some of the AOS stuff too. Actually, 
Um, I know that from what I understand, a lot of folks with the with the AOS things were um, a little bit disappointed. I think that there was a, a desire for more, um, but I do think that the stuff that they did preview was was really sharp. That screamer killer model looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I noticed um, very retro-esque of the second edition kind of look. Yep. The the Tyranids are looking a lot more sinister yep. with these new kids. The Neuro Tyrant. Yep. The Neuro Tyrant is yeah, looks probably creepy. probably the, the miniature of the weekend, if, if we're being real. I think it looks amazing. So. Yeah. Like, I know that we're all disappointed of which came out. Like It's the biggest disappointment. I uh, I'll throw a, in a bonus third. Uh, yeah, I did. I was a big fan of the roadmap. I'm not a fan of what's in the roadmap. I think, like a lot of people, perhaps some even in this podcast, um, the content of what exactly is going to happen uh, throughout the rest of the year with the roadmap didn't please me. Um, but I think that they are good to see. I, I think it's great to, and I also think GW is being more realistic about stuff because the reality is, for most of Ninth Edition, we did know it was coming six months ahead of time. It was just coming from leakers. So, I think it's good of them to get ahead of it. <clears throat> no doubt. Sure. Keep that hype well, high. Well, one hashtag roadmaps aren't content. Okay. <laughs> But if I have to pick two things to be about, I, I can't just pick two, Bill, because I think this weekend was the worst Warhammer Fest. And I, I, I'm upset that you called me the hot take guy. I'm upset that I'm the color guy. Uh, <laughs> but here, here it is. This was a disappointment of Warhammer Fest. Adepticon reveals were better. That cinematic trail at Adepticon was better than anything here. It was. Uh the years previous Warhammer Fests had uh, more reveals, better models. Um, this was overall a disappointment. We see a box set that we already kind of knew what was in it, right? And while there's a bit more detail here, like it's not a new announcement. Uh, and and then and then what else was there? Um, the some Age of Sigmar models. They featured a lot of models. Yeah, there was a lot of models. Yeah, right. I think that. It's just that sounds so stupid. GW is going so far into some of these other games like Underworlds and uh, Kill Team and Shadow whatever vaults, and that's taking up precious release time from their games that people actually care about. Like why am why am I getting an equal amount of release for these uh, side side events that are that people are buying those models for their their larger games like Age of Sigmar and 40k, and why is there no Battlefleet Gothic? Mm. You'll just have to settle I was about for to... Epic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if I have I was to pick about, uh... two things. Sorry, go ahead. You were about to. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, I was going to ask, okay, hypothetically speaking, and I, I kind of agree. I think that this Warhammer Fest, you know, uh, I don't think it was the worst, but it, it definitely, you know, it wasn't as big of a hullabaloo as some events. Um, you know me, I'm usually pretty pessimistic about GW events and GW you know, releases and stuff. However, had the roadmap, for example, said, I don't know, let's just pick a random army. Um, Eldar for uh, October. It would have been the greatest Warhammer Fest of all time. And there had been an announcement, there had been an announcement <laughs> for a new Battlefleet Gothic game oh, for oh like God. December. Oh, then we only get so erect. But yeah. everything else was the same. Everything else was the same. Then how would you feel about this Warhammer Fest? 
Well, I have to say disappointed because this is Warhammer Fest is shitty. But the thing about a new Eldar being on the roadmap is we know we're going to get the second half of those those un, unreleased boxes that we know are out there. <sighs> Two models that I think they killed it this weekend are, number one, the free guild uh, Cities of Sigmar stuff. Yeah. Uh, Age of Sigmar has never really had that old Empire line, and that Empire line had to be one of their top three lines. People loved Empire. Yeah. And they've kind of like let them fall wayside. And I, I do think that they're milking and drawing out this release schedule too long, like they did with Seraphon. So there's that. But these horses uh, that are coming out, the cavalry, they're gorgeous. These are some of the best cavalry GW has ever produced. Um, like they're they're awesome. And Age, of Sig- Age of Sigmar has been dropping some pretty good miniatures. Like I'm, I'm still not gonna play it. <laughs> I'm not. But you might want to paint it. Uh, if I like, maybe, yeah. Now, the other model I think they killed it on was the Ceresus Night Lancer. Oh mm. God, really? Yeah, I do. He looks good. Oh, okay, I fucking yes, it, love this knight. It looks I good. Love. Yes. And like, you know what? <laughs> the heresy player over here, this one, he's going to be pissed because they were announcing like heresy reveals, heresy reveals. And here they throw you a Knight Titan. That's not really a heresy reveal. No, uh, mm-hmm. this is plastic. And yeah. I don't give a fuck about like Knight Armagers or Megaras or, or Questora. So those, these uh, Castigator or whatever chassis class ones, not Castigator, the Serestus. Serestus. Uh, the three of them are gorgeous. The Asheron, the Castigator, the Lancer. I love these guys. I'm so glad to see this in plastic. This is a wonderful release. I want to go by five. Honestly, and 40k Imperial Knight players have actually uh, been waiting on a release too. We don't we don't like to talk about them too much because they're kind of <laughs> the the dirty secret of uh, redheaded stepchild, as it were, of the game. But like realistically, that's who this release is for. Um, I know it's again, it's a heresy thing, but no, you'll see these pop up more in 40k as well. Your thoughts, your thoughts sure. on the night, Bill? You're pissed. I the night looks good. I'll admit, um, and it's a, a thing I've already kind of uh, gone on a tangent about online. The, my biggest issue with the night is it's kind of pointless. Um, it's going to make a really great paperweight unless you're running it solo in your army, uh, because most tos ban the knight faction outright even in war in heresy even warhammer world banned the knight faction in their events really yeah because they're just they're too crazy but they've had such a such a bad rap for so long and 1.0 they could have been oppressive for sure uh and 2.0 they got nerfed a lot armigers are op and kind of shitty to deal with because they don't interact with the rest of the models in the game, their rules—they're not affected by haywire. They can't be affected by melta. It's just—it's really, really bizarre. Some of the rules um, that they aren't done with—that's an easy fix with just an errata. Um, there's a minimum, right? You have to have two for every bigger knight uh, that you take in your army for their army composition. It's just—I would have liked them to like redress the balance issues and be like, Hey, we fixed this and you can take this new crazy night. And like, it would have been way better, but knowing that it's like, I don't know, almost kind of felt like a troll model. Like here's a beautiful night, but you'll never get to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like <laughs> cool. Thanks man. Like, it's just, 
I know there's people asking, like, oh, who's who's not letting people use nights? And it's like, just scroll the heresy pages on Facebook. You'll see. A lot of people just you know that, like, don't do it. Warhammer yeah. Fest isn't really for rules, though, right? No, like, they never do much rules stuff. I know. So, how unfortunate. Like, and uh, I think I was the guy for many years, and still sometimes I'm that say knights don't really belong in 40k. Because uh, it defeats the basic principle of... Uh, like, a regular bolter space marine is effectively useless against that. And, and Warhammer 40k is supposed to be with that granularity of these uh, heroic infantry and troops charging on and, and doing cool things. And no one wants to see them just get, like, by some big stompy robot that you can't interact with. Um, newer editions of Warhammer 40k have made knights uh, very, very killable. Except for one specific Chaos Space Marine Knight that you just ignore because you can't kill it, but <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about that one. Uh, but it is complex. How do you fit Titans in a game where the game isn't really designed for it? I think yeah. that's a topic well, of another discussion. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is. absolutely. But like her- Heresy Knights are on, under a similar rule set to what Knights were when they originally were released to 40k. Yeah. And they were problematic. So there, there you go, right? That's that's an obvious kind of giveaway that, yeah, that system never was very good uh, for knights. So yeah, I anyway, do Andy. think the rotating. Well, before we do that, the rotating ion shield as a mechanic is way cooler than just giving them a flat five up. I I love that that you get a shield in this quarter and you got to think about it and there's ways yeah, to play to around it. Where to put it? Yeah, that part's yeah, awesome. We're gonna have to. We're gonna come back to to some tenth edition talk. <laughs> Yes. Tenth edition wish wish listing, and I'm sure Arthur would like to fill us in about uh, about vehicle uh, armor values. I want armor values. Back. Uh, Andy, your top two. So for me, I really like that Captain Terminator armor. Uh, that just screams awesome to me. It's got a retro feel. Yeah, it does. And when I first seen it, like first was looking at it, I had to take a double take. And then I realized that's a fucking Terminator. <laughs> right? Right right so, down to like his face and his haircut and the bolts. Like that looks old school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and and just this whole release with space screens, like uh, he has the old school look. The Dreadnought itself, it reminds me of the old box knot. With the plasma or the uh, the the two guns, just like it's equipped yeah. here right now, but it yeah. really does have that kind of old school feel for that. So they're obviously really going kind of back to that, you know, tyrannic war. Of course, that's what the box set's based off, kind of thing uh, yeah. for the Ultramarines and whatnot. They didn't go uh, with the goofy arms this time. You're right. I never really thought about that. Yeah. So um, a lot of nice miniatures for sure. Uh, again, Tyranids. Yeah, they look wicked. Uh, am I going to jump on them? No. Um, but the other releases, there's a lot of good releases, uh, a lot of, of nice looking minis and whatnot. I really do like the uh, plague. What is he called? The Harbinger of Decay. Uh, the plague guy on the horse there has uh, has an old feel to it from some of the artwork or one an, an older miniature as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that, which I thought was really cool. It reminds me of um, the old the dragon. Of darkness vibes. Almost. Yeah, like the dragon, yeah. dragon magazines yeah. from way yeah. back when, with the you know uh, 
dark night that's on the cover kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. And then the other one, I actually really like the Tomb King. Yeah. And I was waiting to see what the old world, if they're going to do a little bit more on it. Um, but just to see that, the Tomb King, I, I really like. Um, I'm already looking at it like for parts. Yeah. For for Thousand Suns, essentially. Uh, for the Tomb 30, King's a big... For 30k, right? So... Yeah. Big nostalgia piece right there, so... Uh, but again, seeing 40k stuff, seeing heresy stuff kind of getting brought out and, and them showing, you know, like I said, with the armor, the different type of armor that they're going to come out with down the road. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, some neat characters. Um, the... Imperial Fist character looks pretty badass. The Lord Castellan and Evander Garius. That model's super, super like, hard. And he's chonky. He really yep. Yeah, he's, he's like a beast. He's he's big. He's big. He's, he's a big got, old boy. And I don't know what what he's stepping on, but that guy's like plasma plasma shot hit him or something. Because I think I don't know if that's a Volkite or or yeah, plasma that underslung his Volkite. arm. But that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I can see conversions happening, right? But um, yeah, I like Bretonian Knight. I mean, I can go on about all these miniatures I like that I'd be tempted to buy, but you know, yeah, I think I think I got enough. So, so um, the top two, Andy. What are the you got? You got yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, you complain, so I just took your spot. And, yeah. So I'm done. Right. That's my rant. <laughs> Pick two. Pick there. two. What about your top two? He decided to play more than two. I'll take the Space Marine and the uh, Nurgle dude. Damn, the Nurgle two. dude. Hmm. So. Pretty cool. Pretty pretty sharp. Honestly, right, so overall, I don't think it was a bad weekend. Hear me out. Let's, let's play a game of Would You Rather. <laughs> oh. Would you rather have what we have right now including the roadmap knowing what's to come for heresy for this next year or see those releases every two weeks um and still have the wonder and the hope that you're going to get the kit you're looking for oh the roadmap for sure yeah you'd rather be disappointed mm -hmm. than living an innocent but beautiful life of disappointment yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'd rather the roadmap i'd rather know what i'm in for um, it lets me make confident hobby decisions on what I can work on now without pulling me in random directions and spinning my wheels and not getting fuck all done. Okay. Pers Andy? Personally. Roadmap, roadmap is nice, but honestly, I mean, if it comes out tomorrow and it's a new kit and I like it, I'm probably going to buy it. That's just me. Right? So... Either or, I don't care. It's, uh, it's nice to see the roadmap, so I'm more partially towards that. I'll, I'll, I'll frame it. Let me put it, put it in a frame here for you. Here's my thing, and this is not the same for every hobbyist, but it's specific to 40k, we can presume that especially competitive 40k will probably continue to move along at the same pace it has through ninth with like six-month sure. seasons. That's fast. Um, that's been a big problem with 9th edition and why they got to change some things in 10th. 
is because the rules changes are a lot for people to absorb at the rate that they go. But it's also a lot to absorb on a hobby front. Um, and especially for people who are on, you know, limited hobby budgets or limited hobby time. You know, it, it suddenly you've got six months and, oh man, this army is really good and uh, there's these new kits and I want to get them and I want to play with them and I want to go. And I got to do that quick if I'm going to do that within this season. Knowing when your codex is coming out so that you can start to plan to have the budget and the time to work on stuff or maybe you've got a backlog of kits that you want to get together and get get ready just in case that they end up being something that's worth uh, running i think there's value in that for a lot of hobbyists <clears throat> yes it does also suck though if you are sitting there with you know a couple of armies and you're like well none of my armies are coming out this year or none of my none of my uh, favorite models are coming out this year or as you know, I've mentioned, uh, maybe too many of your armies are coming out in short order. And uh, you're sitting there going like, oh my god, I'm going to have to buy all these books and new models and stuff, and I don't know what to do with myself. So well, I can understand you... that that's... Pick one. Choosing yeah. between drowning in pussy and dehydrating from lack of... I'm going to take the first. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It but does here kind I of am. feel like... Here I am, dehydrating. With no Eldar waifus in sight. It kind of it kind of feels like you're just getting <laughs> dicked, though, instead. You know? Just feels like you're getting you're something. Getting Beggars can't be choosers, Arthur. I always play Space Marines. Okay. You know what? Well, GW might be disappointing some of us for the rest of the year, Trident Wargaming is not. And sure. we got some really exciting stuff in the pipeline. 100%. Uh, so I think maybe Scotty will walk us through a roadmap of the things that are coming up ahead and uh, some of the more exciting things. Yeah, well, I, like I will. I will absolutely take you guys through a uh, a uh, roadmap uh, of what we've got planned. But I think that the guy, obviously, who should be doing the announcements here is Bill, for sure. Um, so, Bill, drop it like it's hot. Well... Uh, with that announcement of the TWC, that's the Trident Wargaming Circuit, we're going to be big. kicking into a lot of different things. Um, we talked over the weekend about how the best the best way to actually bring this towards you um, as players and uh, I guess event goers alike, league players, everything. So we're starting off our. I guess essentially our roadmap with the uh, RTT, if I'm uh, mistaken, our, our fail world to ninth RTT, right? That's the yeah, June fourth, right. June fourth. So June fourth. We're saying a uh, we're sending off a love letter to ninth edition yeah. for all the things we loved and hated about it in the form of a rogue trader tournament. Absolutely, it's going to be good. Uh, you know. You know the events that we normally put on, so you have a sort of an idea of what to expect. Uh, that's going to open the way for a summer league that's going to be popping off as well. So kind of like Amazon Warhammer League, but Trident Summer League. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what what are tickets going on sale for these? Friday. Friday. <laughs> so as, as you're listening to this right now, we'll be posting come Friday. There will be event posts. There will be ticket sales. Everything's starting to ramp up. Uh, we want to hit 
this particular time, this opportunity really hard. We really want to get our schedule out there for the good portion of the year so everyone kind of knows what to expect and what they're actually going to be getting. Um, after the summer league, we're going to be having our GT, which is going to be in August, August 19th, 20th, which would be uh, a big one as well. And then after our GT, there's going to be another RTT. And this one is going to be, if I recall correctly, the calendar is a little bit away from me. Uh, this is going to be in October. Yep, October 21st. Yeah, yeah, end of October, uh, which is going to be pretty legit. Now, the whole reasoning behind the way it's, it, we're going to be structuring stuff um, is to promote the Trident Wargaming circuit. And it's a way that we're going to be allowing you to partake in all your favorite events that we run and leagues that you can participate in. But you're also going to get an additional points allotment. Um, I don't want to butcher it. So Scott, I'll let you kind of explain how that all works. That's okay. I feel like, uh, you know, those, those movies where the president finishes and then they have to bring in the scientist who explains the whole thing about the meteor wiping yeah. us all out. I feel like that's where I'm getting put in right here. So <laughs> pretty it, good yeah. looking though, let me say. It's all right. Yeah. So what is what is TWC? Uh, TWC is a Trident Wargaming circuit. So this is an actual Edmonton-based uh, circuit, not dissimilar from other circuits that you may have taken part of, like uh, ITC, which of course is the most popular in the world. But also things like the ETC over in Europe. Uh, and they also have some uh, smaller local circuits. I know that there's also more that are popping up here, there, and everywhere now. UKTC well, or the UTC? Yep. Yep. So this is another one, but this one is exclusive here to Edmonton, which is just a really cool thing to have for uh, for these uh, Edmonton uh, Wargamers that we have for this season, which is our first season, which, like Bill said, will be starting here on June 4th. Uh, with uh, the uh, Farewell to 9th RTT. Uh, this season, it will be focused exclusively on Warhammer 40k, but we will probably be looking at expanding that in future seasons. Uh, seasons will run a year, uh, give or take. So this one will run into the summer of 2024. And basically what this is, is that we are pulling all of the Trident uh, events that, that get run throughout the year, and we are pooling them all into a separate circuit where you can earn points uh, towards your ladder ranking that will build up over the course of the season. And of course, at the end of the season, the bonuses, even more great prizes and awards to give away for people who've managed to uh, work their way to sustained success over the course of the year throughout these Trident events. Uh, we're also super, uh, and this one's kind of going over to Arthur, super, super happy to be announcing that we're also partnering with the Edmonton Warhammer League, uh, which I think might be one of the hottest tickets in the city. And uh, the Edmonton Warhammer League will be running, actually, I guess, three leagues over the course of this season, which will also be that's contributing true. to the uh, the Trident Wargaming circuit. Um, so that's just one more way that you guys can earn points towards your ranking there. Uh, starting with the Summer League, which I know, I believe, launches June 12th um, and will run, you know, more or less through the summer. So Now, there are some people who uh, might be wondering, like, well, there's already an ITC, there's the ETC, there's the UTC, why do we need this? And I think that the greatest uh, reason you want this and why it's useful is that for most of us who can't afford or can't reasonably take the time off or, or have kids or, or for whatever reason, 
kind of go to the majors in the States, you are never going to make an impact on those uh, large-scale tournaments. But these local tournaments are tournaments that everyone can sign up for. Uh, you're not going to go play, um, you know, Art of War. They're not going to kick you out of it. Nobody here has pre-release access to um, models and rules and have that unfair advantage. Uh, this is, you know, a locally grown, locally sourced, triple grade A Alberta beef <laughs> tournament circuit. Sorry to cut you off, Scott. Oh, it's fine. We're also we're also GMO free and uh, <laughs> vegan. Uh, just kidding about the vegan part. We're definitely not. Anyhow, <laughs> so we'll we'll see how the season plays out. But for sure, we know that we'll be running uh, at least three RTTs, a GT, and at least three leagues. All of which will contribute to this first season uh, of the Trident Wargaming Circuit. Um, you won't have to attend every event in order to have a chance at your top spots, and there are a whole slew of rewards, um, all of which will be both able to be live-tracked uh, on a website that we'll be launching with the start of the season, um, but hopefully also something that's a part of the regular conversations around your local hobby stores. Um, and on top of all that, uh, kind of the best part about it, it's free. This is not uh, this is not a paid program. This is not something that people have to sign up for. Just attending Trident events and uh, Trident leagues will get you in, uh, with no extra hassle on your guys's part. This is just, as Arthur says, a way that we can kind of have a local circuit that uh, players who you know are never really going to get a chance to uh, embrace the bigger ETC ITC kind of networks will uh, will get a chance to you know have a local competition and see how things go. Uh, so we're hoping to generate a lot of hype for that. And uh, of course there will be, like I said, a website up that will provide you guys with lots more details. I know by the end of the week, we're looking to get some players packs out as well as yep. some, uh, some more information. Uh, all of it, we're going to be super transparent about virtually everything involved in here, including right down to the formula by which you gain points. So anybody who wants to take deep dives, you're going to be more than welcome to. And furthermore, I'm sure we're we're all going to be available and happy to talk about it. So, love talking about TWC. <laughs> absolutely, mm-hmm. we absolutely do. So, uh, but yeah, this is super exciting. And, and as far as I know, this is not the type of thing that's ever been run uh, in Alberta, let alone Edmonton before. So, this is a uh, new ground. So, and and saying that, I think with even myself included, because uh, I haven't really been into the 40k scene the last fair bit. But he's 40k curious. <laughs> this is, uh, I think this is a great opportunity for anybody who is interested in getting back to the 40k scene, especially with 10th edition coming out. Lots, a lot of veteran players out there that are willing to take the time to get you going, teaching you the ways. And it's a, it's going to be a great learning experience. I'm sure these three fine chaps are going to kick my ass every time. Um, but I'm going to give her, give her my all and, and keep, uh, keep trying and trying to prove and play the game. Um, and I'll make sure they buy me a few beers as we're doing it. Um, but yeah, just this, just the hype alone around all this, uh, especially here locally. And then with these guys putting in that hard work and setting stuff up, I think it's going to be really great times here locally and surrounding areas. We're hoping to have more people come in, uh, you know, partake in the events and just grow the hype and, and actually make something really big 
you know, about it, which I can already see stuff is already happening, uh, which is great. So, um, and you know, we are always appreciative of the player base and the communities, you know, like you're, you're, you're right at that starting line, just jumping on the vents and, and jumping in with us and, and making things great. So, uh, you know, props to you guys as well. Props to the crew as well for putting in the time and effort and thought process and everything as well. So, um, as a guy who's just kind of coming back into the fold, it's going to be fucking awesome. So I, I legitimately don't think that there probably has ever been as good of a time to be jumping into 40 K as there will be this summer and, and, and the coming fall, uh, both between the 10th edition stuff uh, the Trident stuff, which is just going to be popping off, like I you know, said, we got uh, by October, we're already talking about three more events, two RTTs and a GT, as well as two leagues that will be running here locally, all also a part of this Trident Wargaming circuit, and it only gets better from there. So even if your Codex is not launching this fall, we got all sorts of good stuff coming your way. Roadmaps make great content. It's true. It's true, <laughs> God damn it. Just don't worry, Andy. <laughs> Just wait till uh, wait till you get to play Arthur your first time. He'll probably clock you. It'll be yeah, an experience. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You I'm know what? Luck. I'd like to point out right now. Right now, Andy is undefeated against me in all the games we ever played. I'd also like to point out that he was playing with knights at the right, so event. Like, may- maybe they should be banned. He's maybe. too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, knights and doubles. So before we OP. leave off, hey man. Gotta do what you gotta do. Before we leave up on that, off on that, uh, I know Bill will probably include a bunch of links actually in this vi- this video to some of the stuff we're talking about. Visit uh, will be launching, like I said, end of the week here. Yeah. Um, but the main ones to be to be on top of are that we do have this June fourth RTT that's coming up. Uh, so heads up, those tickets will be going on sale right away. We do not expect that they will last long, so uh, probably not. No, nope. be aware. Uh, and uh, same thing for the Summer League, which, like I said, come in June 12th. Uh, Summer League's only six six rounds. It'll take, be 12 weeks. It should finish right at the end or right at the start of September. Um, so this Summer League's going to be a blast. Uh, obviously getting into 10th edition as well. Now, uh, correct so me if I'm wrong, are... there's a prize for most beer drank. <laughs> there is. In fact, uh, Summer League specifically, Arthur... Uh, we'll have a focus on the Fraternal Order of Eagles Club uh, that we frequent and often use as our, our rental space for our events. The club's been great to us over the years, and they're they're a very good partner with Trident, uh, both for our events and our leagues. And There'll be some focus there on uh, maybe getting a little bit more of the beer hammer in uh, for the start of 10th edition here over the course of Summer oh, League. Absolutely. Uh, but players can, check out the, players can check out the player pack for more details there. Yeah. Who knows? Where can I find the spicy links? The spicy links? Yeah, no doubt, right? Maybe the winner can uh, do Edward 40k hands. You can check out our our only sprues for more of that. Only sprues. There you go. And and speaking of of, uh, foe, um, for guys who are interested in coming down and playing, like you said, like for for pickup games and whatnot, uh, your game days are Thursday nights? They are. Right? Thing. And I'm sure we can, sure we can put a link up with the location. Yep. You guys come down, have a brew with us, have a game, you know, by all yep. means. Try to, 
Trident will be hosting community gaming every single Thursday night at the Fraternal Order of Eagles Club in St. Albert. Uh, like Andy said, we'll make sure you got a link to find the place. Uh, gaming starts usually 4 or 5 o'clock, and it is not limited to 40k at all. We do all sorts of tabletop stuff. So we'll get you hooked up with uh, the Facebook page, and you can join in there. And you can, you're can you welcome to come down, just have some casual gaming night with us literally any week on Thursdays. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good time. So definitely, uh, we'll definitely throw um, links in the description for it, though. Absolutely. So uh, One thing, of course, that we've already mentioned that a lot of this is tied to, of course, is the launch of 10th edition. 440k, which uh, probably is the big the big talking point, I think, in most circles right now, uh, even beyond the the furor over uh, the Serastus Night Lancer. So, I know that as a 40k guy, you know, uh, this is my this is the biggest thing in the world to me. Um, but I assume you guys have some pretty good hot takes about the rumors and the, the teasers and the stuff that you guys have seen, um, and I would love to hear about it. So. Uh, well, let's start with the uh, let's start with uh, Arthur here since he's chomping at the bit. Let's let's actually I'd like to hear what Andy has to say because uh, Andy is the only one here who isn't currently actively playing Warhammer 40k. Uh, hasn't played in a, in a in a tournament for Warhammer 40k. No, uh, in like the last six months. Uh, Andy, like from what you've seen, are you playing 10th edition? So yes, I am playing 10th edition. As you guys know, I I do kind of jump all over the place with a whole bunch of other games and um you know i do mainly bolt action at the moment but 10th edition i'm jumping in with you guys like i said um gonna try to learn and play the game and hopefully at some point give you guys a good challenge or run for your money um might have to pull out some chaos space terrains and follow bill's path and oh beat Arthur. um they're on the roadmap but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from from just from all the little uh, you know community highlights and stuff that they've been showing, um, just with a lot of the changes by the looks of it and updates to units, um, to the cards, to the the um, you know characteristic traits and even like the vehicles, it's it's looking really and even to like the 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 cover, you know the terrain and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's looking it's looking pretty refined. Mm-hmm. Which I'm liking, uh, and I'm also actually seeing a lot of stuff. Um, it's very similar across, I think, a lot of other gaming systems as well. Um, so it's it's to me, it's like today I kind of just went and reviewed kind of a few things and checked some stuff out. I'm, I'm liking what I see. Um, so it's going to be interesting to bust out the chaos demons. Uh, you know, I got an army that's painted that's been sitting on the. Uh, the uh, showcase since I think what beginning of eighth maybe Bill. Um, yeah. so something like that. So bust them out, play, get games. Come down Thursdays, come out more often. So yeah, definitely, definitely jumping in. Um, and of course you guys, you you always hear with communities and and guys that you play and some guys him and haw some guys you're kind of like yeah i'm done with 40k but i think this is going to draw a lot of players back into 40k as well um not that like 40k needs it because it's just it's explosive 40k is explosive if you're looking for a game where you're not worried about going into a game with a list that you built that you think is good that you know how to play and you play hard 
you're going to get the same thing on the other side, right? You don't have to worry about, uh, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to go into a, a game and, and, you know, be that asshat, but if you're, well, you could, you can be, if you want, you can, but I mean, if you're building good, th that's the thing is you can make, you know, with, with all these communities and with all, um, these big shows like LVO and, and, and whatever, uh, you know, you can make teams, you can have teams yep. and, and, uh, and yep. play and then you have our, like our circuit, you know, stuff like that. It just, from what I've seen and from what I've seen with the players in the local communities, I haven't really seen like a lot of issues with 40k players. And that's the beautiful oh, thing you, is they just met Arthur. They're coming out and Arthur who? Um, they're just coming out and playing and having, yep. seem, seem to have a good time. And like, I've seen you yeah. two play and it's like, it's an intense game. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing, but it's an intense game, right? To be fair, we don't so, either. And, and that's pretty cool. Cause there's another tactical side of it. There's another, there's a little bit more to it than what people might just see on the outside yeah. kind of, right? So. I have seen a lot of uh, positivity among the kind of the the casual or or infrequent 40k players, uh, and as well as the kind of the lapsed 40k players. Uh, I have seen a lot of positivity about 10th edition, and I too am also optimistic about you know fixing the things that are problematic with the game. I I do like how they've they are changing some things where their like psychic powers are more of activated in different parts of the game and phases. Um, I like that they're putting back leaders into units. Mm -hmm. um, like, I always found it kind of weird that your character was always outside of a unit. Right? But, I mean, I'm also old, old school Warhammer 2, you know. The heresy talking, yeah. Before 7th edition and heresy, yeah. yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, the morale. It's yep. it, it seems Battle like Shock. it's going to be, yeah, Battleshock is going to be more... Uh, it's going to affect your units a bit more than anything. Like we might have a very phase. first, very first instance of morale mattering in the game. Yeah, could yes, be a, could be a thing. So for a long time, and then, and then, like even even just going like to to like the cover, it's there's different circumstances with cover, but it's essentially it's the same goddamn thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it just refining that and making it effective, but even just simplified. Yeah. For a guy like me, who sometimes it takes a while to to get the hang of, of a system, that's great. Yeah. So um, simplified, yeah. not simple. Yeah, and then it's just, there's just there's just there's just a lot of little good things that they've been kind of releasing that I I really like the sound of. So, um, sure. you know, long rant, short. I think. Um, yes, I'm jumping in. So I'm going to summon my demons. Gonna play my Tazinch while working on some Nurgle demons. I don't care if my book's not coming out till whenever. I'm still gonna play, still gonna learn the game. Just I'll run fire. with it. Just run I'll with fire. it. Right. That hurts, man. That hurts. So just saying, I mean you wanna play, we play. Yeah, but I want I wanna win. Uh -huh. And not because I'm a better player, because my shit's just arbitrarily better. Guys I want to farm the tiers of people who hate Eldar. Have an index slop fight. It'll be great. Uh, actually, I'm going to use my own community-based rules. And do you guys mind if I... <laughs> Insert here. You know what? You won't need to because... Uh, <laughs> you, you won't need to because... Whilst Arthur acts really, really uh, wounded here, 
Uh, I know for sure that at least one of his armies is coming out in the fall, and it historically it's has it's been. Spring. It's the spring. Oh, is it the spring? Okay. It's a it full historically year. Uh, historically has been the most problematic of his three armies. So how? How? Okay, like first of all, I thought Tau you was the No, I I still have Tau. Uh, it's the army I own the least of. Uh, it's the army I want to play the least. But I, I, it looks like I'm going to have to play it. I'm going to have to go buy the rest of the, the, the kits. And uh, Jokes aside, and like roadmap aside, and disappointment aside, I am super stoked for 10th, uh, because I loved Index Hammer. So yeah. for, for those of you who weren't familiar, or who have came to the game since 8th, um, when Warhammer 8th Edition came out, it was a total reimagining of the game from the ground up. They changed a whole bunch of concepts. It, it was a big change. And with it, they released day one uh, a data sheet for like almost every single model in the game. And for a brief period of time, uh, everyone was on like relatively equal footing. Uh, there was no power creep for a bit of time. And like to be fair, some of the data sheets were kind of bland. Um, I think the writers did maybe didn't realize how big of a task that was, uh, a monumental task. And there's only been more data sheets since that point in time. Uh, but they've also said they've been working on it for a long time. And I imagine that the data sheets are not going to change that much from what they have been created into ninth. Hopefully toned down a bit in armor penetration, maybe attacks. Um, and uh, obviously the stratagems are now moving into unit uh, data sheet abilities, which they always should have been. You shouldn't have to pay a, a tertiary resource to be able to use a thing that your model should be doing anyways. Um, so I'm really excited for Index Hammer. I think it's going to be a really good thing. Uh, and like, although I'm disappointed, I'm not getting a new codex until who knows when. Uh, because new codexes come with new models. That's why I'm excited for that. I am excited for Index Hammer. And I'm excited for some of these really egregious armies to get toned down with Inget's Like Admech. <sighs> Fucking Admech. 33% win rate army that I have like a 0% win rate against with my T3 armies. <laughs> Not Admech. Uh, we're we're going to tone down the... Well, I mean, we'll see with Space Marines, right? Maybe maybe they'll be different, but... Uh, maybe we won't see 30 Desolator Marines anymore. Hopefully. Probably. We're, we're still going to see them. Yeah. We'll see something funny. I can tell you that much. Bill, how sure. about you, bud? Ooh... What are, you, what are your hot thoughts well, on tenth? Because I know you're you're getting involved in the T three the T three party with us, so I am. You saw this forty k and going to War Machine. Oh no, no, um, no! I, I'm definitely all in for tenth. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, I do have my Primaris executioners, uh, which will be on the back burner. I think my CSM are going to kind of uh, be on ice for a little while, uh, just to kind of focus on my main I want to focus on two armies my main being the Jukari I want to get them all built and painted and ready um, I am liking what I'm hearing about 10th uh, there's a few little clips and whatnot that I've watched essentially they're taking the best of all these previous editions and kind of slapping it all together into what 10th's going to be from what I've heard and that sounds great that sounds awesome I played old school hammer i started in second and went to third dipped out in fourth and came back for fifth and so on and so forth so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if i can spot 
what they pulled from certain editions and actually, you know, got it all boiled up into this nice concoction known as 10th. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I do like the vehicles going to, um, like, staying in toughness. I, I like that vehicles seem to be having a real set of balls now in this uh, uh, version of 40K. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Um, I would like to see, you know, vehicles really be prominent. Uh, not so much, like, full tank armies, because uh, we can all be that guy. But um, I just want to see them having a, a better role and possibly being a little bit cheaper. I'm, I'm, do, like, I'm uh, done with 80-point rhinos, you know. Like, you know, like big vehicles, like the like centerpiece ones, like uh, Imperial Knights. Maybe. <laughs> the trap question. Yeah, I saw. I saw it are, the, are, the, are they in plastic? Just, well, uh, most of them are, actually. Or, I mean, to yeah. be honest, a lot of them are uh, Chinese, but like... Well, it is what it is. Chaos Knights Army incoming. It is what it is. Uh, I, I do wonder how it's all going to work out with the uh, the Forge World Compendium. I don't know if that's going to get a full revamp or if they're going to let that be on ice for a little bit. I'd like to know if Legends is completely gone. I, I would assume it's probably gone, like for um, event tournament wise. Um, you know, and I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen with these seasons. Are we going to get pretty much forced to buy a new deck of cards every six months or is it going to be like a booster pack that you buy instead the little things change like discard these these five cards and insert these five cards you paid fifteen dollars for i I don't know right like are we playing fucking 40k they've never really been successful with like forcing the cards they just really love cards and they just want to sell us cards for everything so they're they're cheaper to print and they can charge a ridiculous like the profit margin on the cards must just be wild oh i don't doubt it i don't doubt it that's the thing like for me it looks like obviously the cards are gonna replace our nephilim gt books and arcasolman books and everything else i'm I'm assuming For for now um so yeah we'll see how it all goes i i, I am pretty hopeful though i'm excited to see uh, what's going on yeah i do like how they have those data, though card for for the units yeah yeah the data cards are are looking really sharp yeah well unless you're a marine player oh i mean like the actual data cards not like flipping through a deck of deck of your data cards mm-hmm. it's okay you just you, you you can always uh, edit your pile, so it's only for your army. Okay, uh, you got to flip through intercessor, aggressor, uh, yeah, all the other aspirant or. It's funny if it's like a phone book. It's like all the I section, right? No. True. Tenth edition is coming. We're all collectively excited. Planet Wargaming Circuit is coming. We're all collectively yep. excited. I'm super glad we got the roadmap out there. Uh, people need to know. Hype train is going. It's, of, it's, uh, it is genuinely exciting. I think I think we're going to see a lot of uh, really positive uh, uh, feedback on this sort of thing, and we're we're pretty thrilled to actually get this going and just kind of see where it takes us. So, yeah. uh, 
and obviously with a circuit in place that's that's just a great spot for us to be able to explore the new kinds of events and leagues that we want to be trying out and getting the community involved with so and you know what i would love i would love you to if you're listening to this podcast to come down to the fraternal order of eagles this thursday night or any thursday night for our trial work i'll be listening to the podcast i'll buy you a beer and uh, t- tell me what you're most excited for. What are your two most favorite reveals from this last week? What are the things you're most excited about in 10th? And uh, if you are also not on the roadmap, we can share a beer together and talk about and, how and we're how do you How do you feel about roadmaps? A mutual support beer. Yeah. Are you yeah. a night player? How do you feel about plastic nights? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to be if I don't get my other stuff. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll lend you one of my armies. It's going to be weird. You won't be able to win painting awards with them, but you can have one of mine. I'm going to have too much going on anyway. You get to pick. I want the one that you want the most. <laughs> okay. I'll uh, I'll have to let you know. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> what are awesome. you most excited to play? That's the one I want to play. Custodes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Final thoughts, Mr. Bill. Uh, final thoughts, honestly. Uh, yeah, lots of excitement, lots of things coming down the pipe. Uh, the TWC is going to be pretty legit, I think. Uh, it's just another way for us to be where we want to be. We want to be running events. We want to be smack dab in the middle of the community. Uh, we really want to be engaging with players um, between leagues, RTTs, GTs. This lets us be exactly where we want to be. And also having our drop-in night at, uh, at the Faux every Thursday, having our painting nights on Sunday. It, it's it's going to be a really good way to connect with everybody in the local area and greater area. Uh, so I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, as we kind of wrap up for a close, just want to give a big shout out to our two patrons. Uh, we've got Frederick and Dustin who are still supporting us. Uh, thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate hey. it. So, yeah. Uh, big Thanks, kudos, boys. big kudos. Thank you, Frederick and Dustin. So uh, I'll make you your very own roadmap. Oh, nice! Yeah, we'll post it on there. <laughs> post it on Legit, there. there has never been as many ways for Trident to engage with the community and for the community to engage with Trident as there will be this year. So uh, we'd love to. You know, if you know us already, if you're already friends or or have gone to Trident events in the past with with these guys, um, that's awesome. We're looking forward to seeing you too. Uh, if you're new to Trident stuff, like get in there soon. Pick pick whatever suits your suits your style of play. Whether it's the small tournaments, big tournaments, leagues, try one out. Uh, promise you won't be disappointed. So we're really looking forward to seeing you guys out. Absolutely, absolutely. And as always, um, thank you very much for tuning in, listening. Uh, make sure you give us a like, share, subscribe, and we will talk with you guys next time. <laughs>